Welcome back to Swollen Busy Podcast. Yours truly, Aaron here. Today's video is inspired by my boy Trey. Actually, he hit, he hit us up inside the comments. He was like, hey, you know, all this stuff is great, but I don't actually know how to do it. And I thought to myself, oh my God, I never taught these guys how to actually do mindset stuff. So Trey, thank you for the video recommendation. So here we are. But guys, I love this kind of stuff. You guys hit me up with the questions. I'll give you guys the content. Now, I got this whiteboard here, but we're just going to ignore that for now. Before we go any further, I just want to introduce to y'all the idea of actual thought patterns. In layman's terms, all a thought pattern is, is the way we think over a long period of time. Because it's like, it's a pattern. It's just what our brain naturally goes to. Before I teach you guys how to get put into a, a positive state, I actually want to teach you how to identify a negative thought pattern. So you can, as soon as you can detect it, you can nip right in the butt and start feeling better about yourself. So some examples of, of negative thought patterns are, you know, black and white thinking. You know, this is when you see things in extreme terms such as I'm either uh, a complete a complete success or a total failure. And I gotta be honest with you guys, that's my biggest downfall. You know, I'm not being completely honest with you guys. The thing I struggle with the most, like my number one thing, is I never feel like I'm enough. You know, which is the exact reason why I got into sport. But, you know, if I'm being just completely honest with you guys, man to man, you know, that is my number one downfall. It, it's, it literally kills me, it keeps me up at night. And it's the one of the things that I, I'm always working on. And, you know, this type of thinking can be uh, limiting and it, it definitely makes things difficult especially to see when it comes to seeing different shades of gray. Overgeneralization, you know, this is when you take one negative experience and use it to make a sweeping conclusion about your entire life. You know, everything goes wrong for me. If I make one mistake at work, I'll be fired. These are generalizations that are considered negative thoughts. You know, personalization. This is when you take things personally that aren't actually about you. You know, this is a big one, guys. So for example, my friend canceled our plans because they don't like me. You know, so many people, guys, I just want to talk about this a little bit. You know, the reality is 90% of the actions that people do, they're doing it not because they want to hurt you, simply because we're self-being. Uh, and the majority of the time when anyone does say something rude to you or mean to you, it's actually just because they're projecting on how they actually feel on the inside. So whenever someone says anything mean to you guys, try to not take it personally. I mean, you know, this is that's one of the things I started to learn when I started to do this online stuff. You know, I feel like the bigger and bigger Swollen Busy becomes, you know, the more people I can help, but also with that, the more haters you start to get. And then you start to look at the people's profiles. You're like, okay, so this is why this person is saying this to me. Because, and then you're looking at their post history. And I'm like, okay, it seems like this person had a rough. So, you know, I, I get the negativity. Oh, this is my favorite one. This is the one my mom always does. Catastrophizing everything. So, you know, this is when you jump to the worst case scenario in almost every situation, such as if I make one mistake, I'll be fired. You know, one of the things my mom always does is anytime she loses anything, she says, oh my God, somebody stole it every single time. Like just the other day, I lost my wallet. My mom was like, she's like, Aaron, someone stole your wallet. I'm like, mom, nobody stole my wallet. It's probably here around home. Sure enough, guess where it was? It was right in, the, right in my room. But anyways, then we got mind reading. Yeah, this is when you know what someone else is thinking or feeling without any evidence. They didn't respond to my text because they're not, because they're mad at me. Chances are they're probably just busy guys. Because the reality is, 90% of people in this world truly do what they believe is right. Most people do things because they have good intentions. You know, I've always been a guy about exploring the why behind things. So before we go any further, I think we should explore why you should be trying to eliminate your negative thought patterns. You know, there's pretty much, this, these are the five main ones, you know, improve mental health, increase self-esteem, better relationships, greater resilience, and a more positive outlook on life. I don't know about you, but I think there's pretty much everything about being positive is great. But when it comes to improved mental health, you know, negative thought patterns can contribute to anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues. You know, by changing these thought patterns, you can improve your mental health and reduce symptoms of other conditions. You know, increase self-esteem. Increase self-esteem is always a great thing. 
but you know, negative thoughts can erode your self-esteem and confidence. And by challenging these thoughts, you can build a more positive self-image and feel better about yourself. Because at, at the end of the day, the whole reason why we do this exercising thing is because at the end of, we want to feel better about ourselves. I know that's why I do it. You know, better relationships, guys. Negative thought patterns can also affect your relationships with others. By changing these patterns, you can improve your communication, empathy, and overall connection with others. I don't know about you guys, but no one wants to be around a, a negative person. Because the problem is negativity is contagious. If you're around somebody negative, you're going to uh, slowly, their emotions are going to rub off on you. Yes, you can try to do things to ignore it, but I think we've all been there. But on the contrary, when you're around somebody and they're super happy, even though if you're having, you could be having a terrible day, since they're so happy, chances are they're going to start to lighten up your mood. Because I don't know what it is, but there's something very interesting about human psychology, but simply by hearing somebody laugh, it can make you feel better, even though you can be in a completely terrible mood. Because, you know, just as with, you know, negativity is contagious, so is positivity. So we should focus more on breeding more positivity because we'll start to make the world, you know, just happier in general. Negative thought patterns can make it difficult to bounce back from setbacks and challenges because setbacks and challenges are never going to end, so you need to learn how to handle them. By changing these thought patterns, you can develop greater resilience and better coping when it comes to stress and adversity. More positive outlook. Negative thought patterns can create a negative filter through which you see the world. By changing the thought pattern, you can develop a more positive outlook and experience more joy and satisfaction in everyday life. Now, in order for us, before we dive deeper into the solutions, there's this thing that basically all negative thoughts stem from. There's this thing called the cognitive bias. But basically, cognitive bias is the systematic errors and thinking that can affect the way we perceive and interpret information. You know, there are mental shortcuts that our brain uses to make quick and decisions based on incomplete or limited information. While these shortcuts can be helpful in certain situations because they're originally created to help us survive, uh, they can lead to errors in judgment and decision-making. You know, cognitive bias can affect our lives in many ways, but these are just some of the main ones, you know. Overestimating or underestimating risks. You know, this will prevent you from doing things that you truly want to do because you're afraid of the result. Focusing on the information that confirms our existing beliefs or expectations while ignoring the information that can contradict them. You know, this is a big one when it comes to fitness, especially because someone will hear an opportunity for them to make more muscle. But instead of looking in deeper into it, they just read something else and says, oh, this doesn't work. So they just wipe the entire D off the table. I hear this all the time. People, for example, I'm really big on hypertrophy. And I, I truly believe if you want to build muscle, you should be training with them anywhere from the 15 to 20 rep range. So when lots, lots of people, I tell this to them, like they're in disbelief. And then they try to find all this information saying that training, in hyper, training for hypertrophy does not work. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, if you look for the negative, that's what you're going to find. So if, you, or if you're only looking for information that says hypertrophy does not work, that's what you're going to get. But the reality is, sure, hypertrophy has its downfalls, but I believe there's more benefits to hypertrophy than not. That's for a different day. You know, you make snap judgments uh, based on limited information or stereotypes. You know, stereotypes are a big one, especially when it comes to people and like ethnic ethnicities. You know, you place too much importance on recent events or vivid memories. Well, well discounting the importance of, of the less memorable events. Being overly optimistic or pessimistic about the future. You know, these biases can have significant consequences, affecting everything from our personal relationships to our financial decisions to our political beliefs. And by becoming aware of these biases and learning to recognize them and our own thinking, we can make information based decisions rather than a decisions based off of simply emotion. And this will improve our, our overall cognitive function. All right, now that we've talked about the science a little bit, I wanna talk about now how you can actually change these things. So we're gonna cover a couple things, guys. You know, I've been training for a long time, but I feel like one of the things that's really been lacking when it comes to my personal training is I've been lacking, you know, the mindset. I've been building my body, but I've not been building my mind. And you know, because of that, 
feel like I've been starting to like fall apart. So I've been trying to put more focus onto the actual, you know, brain stuff. And I can definitely tell a difference. So I'm just gonna share with you guys some of the stuff I've learned so far. So these are some of the things we're gonna be covering in this section. We're gonna talk about how to identify negative thoughts. We're gonna try to, I'm gonna show you how to reframe negative thoughts. I'm gonna provide some examples of positive reframing and examples of some, some positive affirmations you can do and how affirmations are used to change negative thoughts. I'm gonna give you guys some examples of positive affirmation and then we're gonna have an entire section about practicing mindfulness. So starting off when it comes to identifying negative thoughts, we talked about that earlier, but just to give you a real quick recap, essentially what a negative thought is, it's basically anything that makes us feel like less than. This right here is a very simple strategy to overcome basically any negative thought. So at the end of the day, there are only, there's only basically three things when it comes to changing the way you think. There's your state, which is the current emotions you're feeling. There's action, and then there's result. You know, when it comes to anyone in the fitness, when it comes to anyone's fitness, you cannot achieve anything without first uh, changing your behavior. And you change your behavior by changing the way you think, and that's how you do this. So your state is the current place that you're in. So in order to create new results, for example, in order to start putting on new muscle, you need to create new action. So how we do this is by changing the way we currently feel. So like right now I'm relaxed. So for example, if I wanted to get a new result, I would need to be in a positive state of mind. And I actually learned this strategy from Jordan Belfort. Um, it's very interesting. It's, it's called, it's a state management tactic. So basically you get this little thing right here. It's called Boom Boom. I'm not sponsored by them. Basically it's, basically Boom Boom is, it's this little piece of chaps. Uh, basically it's like all natural scented oils. And you put it on both nostrils and take a, a big, take a sniff. And basically what it does is it makes you feel good. When it comes to state management, this is what people tell you. You know, they say, imagine something really positive, right? Imagine the best time of your life. You know, so you're thinking, okay, like a time where you felt really proud. So, okay, oh, wow, I'm remembering this time I won this medal, right? So you're feeling really proud. So the, now you're changing your state. Then from there, you start to do the new action. So, for example, for you, it could be going to the gym. So you put yourself in a positive mind and from that, and then you go to the gym. But for me, I realize it's, it's hard for me to put myself in that positive state. So then what I, what I learned is from Jordan Belfort, anytime I'm going to put myself in a positive state, what you can do is you can provide a stimulus to make you feel that way. So basically there's this thing called, there's this Pavlov dogs experiment. I forgot what year it happened, but basically it's this thing in psychology where Professor Pat, he was basically testing to see if like a bell would affect, if the sound of a bell can make a dog salivate. What Pavlov did is he would ring the bell and then he would give the dogs food. And then he did this for, I'm not sure, a certain period of time. So eventually the dogs associated the sound of the bell with food. So eventually what Pavlosa did is he took away the food and he only rang the bell. And what was very interesting is the dog's mouths would be salivating because they were ready to have food, but they actually weren't even going to receive any. So that's so interesting. But the best part is we can do the same exact thing with our brains. So, you know, many people struggle to get in to start doing new things. So that's why this boom boom really helps. So what you do is anytime you feel in a, like you feel in a great mood, so let's say, you know, you're laughing, you're having a great time. What you do is you, just really, you take your boom boom stick, you inhale inside of both nostrils. While you're feeling in that great mood, ball your fists as hard as you can and say, uh, take a deep breath in and say, yes. Or like, Woo! like when you're happy, you make it like you, we celebrate. You know, when we were younger and we did something that we were accomplished of, we would make some uh, noise that signaled that we were happy. This is actually, Harvard actually did a study about this and basically this is something called the power position. So what this means is simply by standing and like putting your shoulders like, so if you put your hands on your hip and you stand up tall and you put your chin back, you're like standing in a, in a position of confidence. And so interesting, by doing this and literally taking deep breaths for two minutes, they found that you can literally increase your testosterone by 20%. I actually learned this by Tony Robinson. But going in deeper to what I was saying is, 
so we have our current state, right? So if we're currently feeling, you know, we'll just say we're at, we're at an average state. So, you know, we're relaxed, you know, everyday life. From there, when something good happens, we take a whiff of the boom boom, we squeeze our fists together, and then we, we breathe in deep for two seconds, and then exhale and say something good, like, yes! As in, we accomplish something, right? So now our brain is associating these feelings with the result of happiness, right? Because what we're doing is we're training our body to change our state. So literally, eventually what's going to happen is you're going to be able to change the way you feel instantly. I'm not kidding you. From doing this for the past couple months, I can literally make myself instantly happy. Anytime before I go on a, on a call with anybody, I'm able to make myself in the highest state possible of complete certainty and of complete happiness. Because guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm human just like you. I don't want to go to the gym every day. Not every day I want to like hop on the phone with a client. You know, I love what I do. The reality is eventually it gets old. But I guarantee you every single time I'm, I'm on the phone with somebody, I'm always in the, the best day I possibly can be in. And that's because of this right here. I now know from doing this for so long, my, my body knows exactly how I feel when I'm, when I'm happy and I know exactly what I want. You know, that's the reason why when you stand with your hands on your hips and your chest up and your head up and you take deep breaths, you know, start talking slower because you're so certain and you believe in what you're saying. It's that certainty which it transfers over to confidence. So this, my friends, is how you change how you feel. Then we, then there's also this thing called, you know, labeling. Like you clicked on this video because you obviously want to learn how to, you know, get rid of your negative thoughts, which is a great thing. But I think something that we should start doing is I think we should stop giving labels to things. Because the problem is when you give labels to things, you start to associate negative emotions with those feelings. For example, you know, an example of a negative thought would be like, why am I so fat? For example, I don't think that's a negative feeling. Rather, I just think that's, that's just a realization. That's just you realizing the current situation that you're in, which is a good thing because now you know how to fix it because you can never fix anything if you don't realize that you need to achieve something. So next time you think of a negative thought, don't think of it as a bad thing. It's like, oh no, I'm so negative, I can't function. Instead of thinking of this as a good thing, because it is. I know it's kind of confusing, but I think you understand what I'm trying to say. So when it comes to reframing, I'm just gonna write down real quick some ideas on the whiteboard. And for those of you guys that are listening to, uh, listening to the podcast, I'm gonna explain it to you on just some of the negative thoughts I get all the time. All right, so these are just some real quick ideas I just jotted down. All right, so these are just some that just came off the top of my head. So they might not, might not be perfect, but why am I so fat? This is, you know, this is an example of negative thought because the way you're saying it, it's going to make you feel, uh, you know, worse. I mean, you're, instead what you should say is, how can I become healthier? Because, you know, it has a less negative stigma connected with it. However, they both virtually mean the same exact thing. And then from here, we can actually come up with solutions. Because, you know, there's no, there's nothing bad with negativity. However, there's always something bad with it. You don't do anything with it. Because if someone were to say, why am I so fat? How do you reply to that? But versus if someone were to say, how do I become healthier? Okay, I can start to give them solutions. I'm like, okay, have you tried exercising? Okay, have you tried fixing your diet? Have you tried getting more sleep? Have you tried possibly seeing a dietitian? No, you can give solutions. So I'm all about fixing problems. So instead, anytime a negative thought comes to my head, I try to reframe it in a way that I can fix it. If we go down the list, why am I so poor? Instead of asking the question, why am I so poor? Ask yourself, okay, what can I do to save more money? Uh, what can I do to make more money? You know, stuff like this. Because the whole point is, whenever you have a negative thought, we want to be able to come to up with a positive solution versus just instead of breeding more negativity. Because if someone were to ask me, why am I so fat? How are you supposed to reply to that? What am I supposed to say? It's because you're lazy? Okay, now I'm put, digging this person even to a deeper hole. They're like, oh no, I'm fat because my mother died. And because, when my mother died, I know I, I ate a ton of food. Now they're just, they're going deeper and deeper into a hole of more and more negative thoughts. No, no, guys, we don't want to do that. No, I don't like to put labels to things, but the reality is it's very hard to communicate with someone if you don't give labels to things. So that's why I am labeling it in this scenario. 
Another question is, why does no one like me? Instead of asking this question, why does no one like me? You want to ask yourself, what can I do to get people to like me more? No, because this, there's actually a solution to this question. There is no solution to asking, why does no one like me? Because if, if you were to ask me, why does no one like me? I would say, I don't know. Maybe because it's your hair. <laughs> like, like, what am I supposed to say? But versus if you say, what can I do to get more people to like me? Okay, it's simple. What you can do to make more people like you is become a better person. Because when you become a better person, that's what you attract. You attract more people like you. I mean, it's very simple, guys. You are a representation of like the five closest people to you, something like that. And I would say that quote definitely has some truth to it. You know, if you feel like, you know, negative and you're not happy with where you are, chances are the people in your circle, chances are they probably got something in common with you. And it's very likely that if the person or if even it's you, it's starting to become more positive and you're trying to change, you're going to slowly start to branch away from those people. That's just the, the laws of attraction. All right, here's a little challenge for you guys. Instead of, because I'm not going to lie to you, the negative thoughts are going to continue to come. But instead of what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a foundation of just some ideas that you can apply to your life. I'm just going to give you like a couple. You can use which ones you like. You know, I have to be honest with you guys. I'm not a big fan of affirmations. You know, affirmation without action is dead. However, these things can help you slowly change your thought. The one that I actually read inside of this book right here, Thinking Real Rich by Napoleon Hill, was this affirmation that he said that he told, he said in the book that he says every day. And that quote is, if I remember correctly, is, I am better today in every way, and I am better than I was yesterday. And I remember for about a year, I used to say it to myself every single day till it eventually became my reality. Because as I was saying that, I actually was trying to better my life. So basically what would happen is whenever I would feel negativity, I would say that affirmation in my head. And then lots of times I would feel better because I would say, I'm better than I was yesterday. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. It's because every single day I'm improving. I like to think of life as a, as a never ending rising chart because reality is you never lose the things that you learn. Once you learn something, you have it forever. Yeah, you might forget it, but it's always in the back of your head. Only thing you need to do is just reactivate the memory and that will be back. But either way, the point is, as we go through life, we become more and more wise. The difference is some people can speed up becoming wise and you know, age does not equal wisdom. However, if you use your life correctly and you continue to educate yourself by watching stuff like this, I guarantee you you're gonna be one of the wisest people in the world by the time you're <laughs> hell any age. But you know, one of the things that I learned is you have to become what you are not. For example, for when I was skinny, you know, the thing that drove me is I would say, I'm going to, the thing I used to do is I used to carry myself like a person that was muscular. You know, my idea of someone that was muscular was someone that was, you know, confident and they own their skin. So what did I, I what I did until I achieved that is every single day I acted with confidence. You know, I had my chin high, held my shoulders back. I walked my back straight. I always sat in my chair with a straight back. And I, I don't know, guys, if that's why I am today. I don't know if that has anything to do with where I am today. However, I do know in the current state that I was in that helped me get to where I am now. It's by training your brain to tell yourself something that you are not, you inevitably have to become that thing that you want to become. Now, I'm going to give you guys just a list of some uh, positive affirmations. You know, I am worthy and deserving of love and respect. I trust myself to make the right decisions. I am capable and strong enough to overcome any challenge. I am grateful for the blessings in my life. I'm confident and believe in myself. I'm surrounded by positive and supportive people. I'm capable of achieving goals and dreams. I am at peace with myself and the world around me. I'm worthy of success and happiness. I choose to focus on the good in my life and let go of the negativity. I'm loved and valued just as I am. You know, I'm gonna be completely honest with you guys. You know, lots of affirmations are total BS. 
However, what I truly believe is if you can find, you know, one or one, one to three, if you say those every single day, what is going to eventually happen is your brain is going to become rewired and you're generally going to believe those things. And the only thing that's happening is you're just manifesting positive thoughts, which eventually carries over to other aspects of your life. You know, one of my favorites is I'm capable of achieving my goals and dreams. Because anytime you feel discouraged and you think, oh my God, everything I do, it just never works. And you say that to myself. I am capable of, of achieving my goals and dreams. And what that means is I may not have them right now. However, I am capable. So I will eventually achieve my goals and my dreams. Some other mindfulness practices you can do is, you know, things like meditation, yoga, uh, hot, hot water, uh, hot water therapy. Which I kind of just made that up. But basically what I meant by that is, you know, doing something relaxing, like, for example, sitting inside of a hot tub or a jacuzzi. You know, things like foam rolling, basically anything you can do to relieve the stress on the body is going to also have a side effect on your mind. It's, I think it's very hard to, you know, do so, some kind of relaxing activity and still be in a complete negative headspace. Because the reality is what happens is when you change your physiology, like as in your actual physical body, you change the way you think. It just naturally is a natural occurrence. So if you were to do something like high stress, for example, if you were to do something high stress, such as, you know, sprint doing sprints till you freaking feel like you're going to die. Yeah, you're probably going to feel like, you know, really tired versus if you were to go sit in a hot tub and just, you know, sit there and just, you know, and live in the basically just embrace the hot water, you're going to feel completely different. And one activity, you're going to feel tired and mentally drained. And then the other, you know, in the hot tub, you're going to feel relaxed and you're going to feel calm. So if you change your physiology, you can change your mental, your mental state. You know, there's those things such as meditation. I think we all heard of that before. This just means for, it's when you sit there. You know, you can literally have your eyes open or close your eyes, but you're, the whole point of meditation is just focus on one thing. So, for example, like you can be, be meditating and just focusing on one desire that you plan on achieving and the steps you're doing to achieve it. Or it can simply be, you know, just closing your eyes, taking in deep breaths and focusing on your breathing. And you can do that for five, ten minutes out up to no more than 30 minutes. You know, there's also things like gratitude journals. I'm not really big on gratitude journals. However, I do know many people that do it and they swear by it. They say, Aaron, if I didn't do this, I don't know where I would be. Because it really does help them keep their head above water. And simply all that is, is, you know, literally you just open up a journal and write everything you're grateful for. And in the beginning, it's probably hard. So I recommend suggest to set a timer for five minutes. Don't spend no more than five minutes doing it. And then eventually what's going to happen is you're going to start to realize you can be, it starts to become more automatic. Because what's happening is, the reason why it's becoming more automatic is literally because your brain is changing. So every single person I've spoken to that's done it, they said that they end up feeling less negative than where they did originally. I'm not going to say it's a cure. However, it does help. Now, this part of the video is going to be a little... um more serious because I'm gonna be honest with you guys, you know, I myself, when I was younger, I was diagnosed with clinical depression. So there is a certain time when you're, you're doing everything in your power to change your state. But the problem is eventually you know, feel like no matter what you do, the negative thoughts are always going to come back. And it's serious now, guys, if you guys are feeling like this and you are having serious thoughts, you know, thoughts of harming yourself or, you know, thoughts of harming other people, or just really being disgusted with the current situation you're in, it might be that you need to seek help. You know, you know, it's always great to have a support group. However, it can be hard to talk to your friends and family because lots of people do not want to hear your problems. So what I highly suggest is, you know, look around and try to find yourself a good therapist or counselor. You know, it, it's something that you hear all the time, but I'm telling you, it really does make a difference. You know, talking about things has been proven to improve, you know, mental cognition and overall the feelings. And, and it really contributes greatly to long-term health. But if you feel like you've tried that, nothing is working, it is possible you should see a psychiatrist. Um, from there, they're gonna diagnose you and basically they're gonna put you on um, some, basically some, some drugs. But there's nothing wrong with the drugs, guys, because the reality is some people, we literally can't control the way we think. 
And it's simply because our brain has uh, chemical imbalances that are causing us to constantly be thinking this way. At the end of the day, you can only do so much to contribute to your mindset till eventually it just has to do with your uh, physiology. And unfortunately, I don't know about you, but I don't know how to control my chemicals. Now, if you guys do not want to do that, there are things you can do to improve it. You know, some simple things we can do to control, to make our mood better is like the thing I said earlier, you know, such as meditation, positive affirmations, you know, writing a gratitude journal, you know, stuff like that. You know, even exercising, because exercising, you know, gets our endorphins moving. But one of the things that's also very possible that you feel like you're in a negative headspace is simply because you're deprived. You know, lots of people don't believe it or not, but they're not eating enough or they're eating too much of the wrong foods. So if you guys are eating a lot of processed foods and, you know, you're drinking soda, it's no wonder you, you feel like you're in a negative headspace. It's because you, your body physically does not feel good. Like I said earlier, your physiology has a lot to do with how you feel. If you're not, if your body doesn't feel good physically, you're not going to feel good mentally. And same thing on the opposite end. You know, if you're never eating, focus, literally just have, I guarantee you, if you have one high protein meal with a, you know, balanced diet, you know, you got, for example, a lean meat like chicken, uh, you'll have uh, like a, a green vegetable, I don't know, like some spinach or broccoli, and you have like a fruit, for example, like a super fruit, like a kiwi. I guarantee you, after you eat that food, you're going to be in a better mood than what you were before. And that's simply just because of all the, you know, vitamins or minerals inside the meal you just ate, and obviously all the other uh, ma macronutrients. If you guys want a, a book that dives deeper into uh, thought, there's a great book I would recommend. I talk about it all the time, and that's because it's probably one of my favorite books ever. It's called The Man Thinking. It's by James Allen. That I literally listen to that book every single day in the car. And I'm telling you, that book has literally been rewiring my brain. And the most powerful quote I've ever heard from it, and I'm going to say it in this episode, I'm going to say it again, and many more to come. And that is, a man is what he thinks about. If you think positive things... You will become those things you're thinking of. If you think of negative things, you're going to become a more negative person, right? It's just, for example, if someone were to ask you, if I, I give you a million dollars so you can tell me who's sad. Okay, there's a guy behind the curtain. Uh, what, what does he look like? Are his you know shoulders slouched forward or his shoulders back? You're going to say, shoulders slouched forward. Is he talking fast or is he talking slow? He's talking slow. You know, is he, is he smiling or is he frowning? He's frowning. You know, it's simple. Like, if someone were to ask us, what, what does a sad person look like, we would be able to tell them. And if someone were to ask us, what is a happy person, we'd be able to tell them. So what this means is, anytime you're feeling in a certain way, if you want to become happy, yes, my guys, you have control of your emotions. Instantly make yourself happy. Um, what you can do to make yourself more happy is simply, next time you're in a negative mood, I'm not even kidding, put your shoulders back, make your back straight, and just smile. You're going to start to instantly feel in a better mood. And while you're doing that, try to think about positive things. Or get yourself a boom-boom stick. And, you know, train yourself to associate the boom boom with a positive emotion. And eventually, you're going to learn how to put yourself in that feeling of emotion instantly like that. Like I said, I'm just going to repeat one more time. Make sure you have a balanced diet. If your diet is deficient, it will probably be affecting your mood. And also, you got to ask yourself the hard questions like, why do I feel miserable? And chances are, it's probably because you want something. And if it's something that you can achieve, go for it. Because I'm telling you, when you're trying to achieve a goal, there is nothing more satisfying in this entire world.